0: This is the Purpose Church Podcast. We exist to help every person live on purpose. It is our prayer that this message helps you experience God in a brand new way.
1: Amen. You have a seat. It's the church we're all in. It's the church we the churches we grew up in. It's the churches that we have been a part of our entire lives. It's the churches that have made us who we are. For some of us in the room, we did not grow up in church. We didn't can we have the pulpit, please. We didn't grow up in a church. Uh, for some of you, this is your first church experience. And for for all of us. We all know that God has brought us to this place on purpose for a purpose. That everything you've walked through has made you who you are. And we're all here because of part of, as part of someone's legacy. And today is in part to even recognize those people that have, have helped us get here, the people that helped us know God, the people that have brought us to this place and we're looking ahead to what God is doing in the future and seeing those little kids run down the sidewalk at the church's property. One day that'll be an actual hallway and they'll be running down the halls and we'll say, stop running down the halls. But parents, grandparents, friends, coaches, neighbors, coworkers, the generosity of others who sacrificially sowed a seed for us with their time, their talent, and their treasure to be where we are right now with Jesus is because of someone's legacy. And it takes sacrifice to see a harvest. It takes sacrifice to see, uh, to see things come to life. And even the, some, the churches that you saw on the video, the first church you saw was the church I grew up in. And my parents are here today. Mom, Dad, I love you. Thank you for being here. It's the legacy of people that put you where you are. It's the legacy of people that came before you that made a difference. And what the future looks like for us is dependent on what we do today. What the future looks like for those kids that were running down that busted up sidewalk is dependent on the sacrifice of the adults today. And I thank God for the people who laid every brick before me Their generosity created this church Their generosity directed me towards God Their generosity has affected you and you don't even know those people But it's because of their their decisions to stand for God and make and give up their life when it was hard. It's all about sowing the seed so the people that come after you can be planted so they can flourish. That's what we're here for today on Legacy Sunday.
0: One of the things that we love so much about legacy season is that we are in this place of looking back with deep gratitude and looking ahead for what's in front of us and how we can be a part of creating that for the next generation and also for generations to come that it's that it that being a legacy church is something that lives on for for every single group of kids that launches into adulthood that it doesn't just stop with just one of us. And, and today I know we're humbled for, for the parents and the grandparents. Maybe it was a coach who shared the Lord with you. Maybe it was a teacher. Maybe it was a neighbor or a coworker. And maybe you're here today for the first time because somebody gave you a simple invite. And if you are here today for the very first time, we welcome you. We honor you for being here. We're so glad to have you. You're truly our honored guest today. And we hope that, that even if today is your first time that you can see that maybe today is the beginning of a spiritual legacy for you where, where maybe your own personal family tree is going to be forever changed from that. I know, I know churches aren't perfect, and, and if you're here for the first time, I also want you to know that you're actually coming in on week six of several uh, sermons that I've been building up to today. And in one of those sermons, we talked about the, the power of the local church and the hope of the local church and how the local church is the carrier for the hope that the world needs. And in that message we talked about, like, the church isn't perfect. We know that. We know leaders aren't perfect. We know pastors aren't perfect. We know, we know all of those things. But what we do know is that it is church where extraordinary things happen, and it only happens within church. It doesn't happen in, in Walmart. It doesn't happen in schools. It doesn't happen on teams. It doesn't happen in colleges. It doesn't happen in the workforce. It doesn't happen in corporate America. It happens in the church. And that's why it's worth us giving, giving all that we have. It's in the church where there's healing. It's in the church where there's, um, people come to know their purpose. It's in the church where we're restored. It's in the church that, we get our, that God can put us back together where the enemy tried to take us out. And the, only those miracles happen in and through the church. So what we love about today is that we get to come together. And we get to give an offering out of, a, out of a place of like, God, I'm just, I'm grateful. I'm so grateful for what you have done. And our key scripture for this series, which we've called Planted and Flourishing. And so over the six weeks, we've talked about we've talked a lot about the planting. We've talked about the seed and, and we've talked about the sower. We've talked about the soil. Today, we wanna to really highlight the flourishing that comes from the plantedness. When we're planted in God's house, the flourishing that comes our key scripture for today's, or for this series is in Psalm 92. It says, the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green, proclaiming, the Lord is upright. He is my rock. And that's what we want for for the next generation is we want a lifelong uh, loving and following Jesus and walking with Him.
1: On your seat, uh, there were a few things for you uh, that are not normally there for you on a Sunday morning. Uh, one of them was a, a giving envelope. Um, and if you are giving other any other way than digitally, um, then we use that envelope. That'd be helpful. Um, but there's also this card. And this card is is our declaration card. So what if if you gave it digitally already or you're planning to give it that's great. But here's why these cards are here. No matter how you choose to sow today into the future. Uh, this card is like our our offer, is like our our sacrifice card. And there's baskets down here at the front and and the band is going to sing a song here in a little bit and Instead of the prayer partners being down here and communion available like a normal response time on a Sunday, our response as a church is legacy. It's a little bit of a different Sunday. And so we'll fill that out and we'll come down here and we'll place it in the basket as a symbol that I'm only alive because of Christ and I'm laying my life down so that other kids can run down halls one day and their grandchildren will be doing the same thing. If we want our ceiling to be our children's floor, it starts with sacrifice moments like that. And so if you're here for the very first time, again, we're so glad that you're here and we don't want you to feel like you gotta do anything. Um, but if if you wanna participate, everything is on your chair. And we began this legacy season with a faith goal of $50,000, and what that would do is accelerate us to move forward to cover the expenses for the blueprints for the building. How many of you wanna know what it will look like? I mean, just the the digital flyover with all the fake people and fake trees, and it's like you're flying through the building. Like, it'll it'll cover a lot of that. The cost analysis, and one of the biggest things is the construction budget. How much will it cost, bottom line, so we can know what we need to raise in order to break ground on the property. Uh, You guys have already given to the point where we were able to uh, tell you about the partnership with Lionheart Christian Academy. Their vice president of site selection will be down here the week after Thanksgiving meeting with us, touring the land, meeting with the city of Shirts, And then our developer will be flying in from Tulsa in about a month to come do all the same stuff and meet with the city and go to bat for us on everything that those people get paid to do and he, and we will have that ball rolling and we'll be able to focus on that next target. And so throughout this legacy series, we've celebrated God's blessing in the legacy report. Uh, there's a QR code on the letter that was on your seat from Kelly and I uh, and if there's physical copies available to you too, somewhere around you on one of the chairs there might be or on the way out, they can have a physical copy for you we've been celebrating a year of strength and growth and salvations and freedom. And we talked about how to get our seed in the ground. We talked about how to cultivate it. We've talked about how to water it. Pastor Jackie came and talked to us about faith and built our faith. And then uh, now we're talking about what do, what do we do now? We have, we have got to seed our future. We've got to lay those bricks for those that come before us So as we get ready to continue Put your hand over your heart We're going to pray and, and Kelly and I have a few more things to share with you Before the band comes back up God, would this heart be wide open to you Would there be no Confusion in the room Would there be no Lies in the room Would there only be truth in Jesus May our hearts be wide open to you today Whatever you got to say to us today God Would we be able to get a little peek into the future and see what you see? Lord, thank you for choosing us. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen, amen. All
0: right. Well, we're going to look at a couple of scriptures that really highlight the flourishing aspect. And really what we want to highlight within that is that Promise follows principle. That God has a principle for the way in which the world works, and that His promise follows those principles. That's planted and flourishing. Once yeah. once a seed gets planted, it will flourish. And in fact, our kiddos have been going through a legacy series along with us. In their very first week of legacy, the kids planted a seed in a little cup, and I forgot to bring it up with me, but uh, it's right there. And the kiddos, sure, we'll take it because I think it's it's such a great tangible way. Thank you so Thank
1: much. Thank you, Diana.
0: So the kids planted this. Look how much it's grown. Like it's such a great way for the kids to see, hey, when I plant something, God's principle is that it will flourish. So the kids have been collecting uh, their legacy money also. And they're going to bring it in here in a little bit. But but God's principle is when you plant it, the way that God tells us to plant, that flourishing follows. So let's look at Malachi 3.10. It says, and thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. So any testers out there, your mom and dad told you, you like to test things? This is our opportunity to put all of that to good use. He says, put me to the test. If I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need. So there's a promise from God, and today part of our giving is that we get to honor God with the way that we give. That we're not just having a, a, hey, I'm going to tip you kind of attitude. Hey, God, thanks. Here's a 20. Hey, God, maybe even here's a whatever. And I'm not judging any amount. I'm talking about the heart of the way that we give to God where it's not just a lackadaisical, oh, here you go. But it's like, no, God, like you have saved my soul. You gave me Jesus. You've given me everything. And all I can do in response is give to you what I have. You have my life. You have my heart. You have my future. You have my family. You have my finances. You have, you have my schedule. You have my career. You have my calendar. God, you are first in my life. And when we when we live that way, we see his promise follows. Second Corinthians 9, 6 through 8 says this. The point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart. So we've already decided that we're coming with gratitude to honor the Lord, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. So today we're excited to give generously, to not hold back our seed, but to seed the future for what God wants to do here. And see that he will abound in every good work that comes through the Purpose Church. Every good work, every small group, every freedom conference. Where are my freedom people at? They just had a freedom conference this weekend. But every good work, every small group with kiddos, every Awana meeting, every youth service, every rehearsal, every, every outreach, every discipleship conversation, every time somebody says yes to following Jesus, every time somebody is baptized, in every good work you will abound. Every seed you sow, every gift you give to God, every offering that is given, you will abound in every good work. The scripture continues. It says, He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. So it's things that money can buy and it's things money can't buy. There's health, there's joy, there's love, there's purpose, there's freedom. It says in verse 11, you will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. So it's this fascinating principle of when we put God first, he is not only first in our lives where he's leading the way for us, but then also the promise is that he opens the floodgates of heaven on us. Yep. That he opens it, and, and he's not holding back in that. Proverbs eleven twenty four says, the world of the generous gets larger and larger, and the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. So we see the principle followed by the, by the promise. It's that habit creates a harvest. And maybe today is honestly, it's a, this is a day of creating a habit of even giving. A habit of honoring God with your finances. A habit of giving back. A habit of tithing, which honestly does have to start as a habit. And maybe today is that day where you're creating new habits so that you can reap a new harvest. So we, we give to God, and the promises that he gives back to us. And he doesn't just give a little bit. He's not like, hey, here, here you go a little bit. He talks about opening the floodgates of heaven. And then look at this verse in Luke 6.38. Look how the, how the principle leads to promise here. He says, given it will be given to you. How, how does he give back to us? This is what he says. This is amazing. This is the flourishing part we want to highlight. It says, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you.
1: This isn't a gimmick. And we know that there's a lot of misunderstanding around uh, the topic of giving. And wouldn't it be just like the devil to create confusion over one of the things that God says I dare you in? Wouldn't it be just like him to make everybody um, feel very leery about talking about it? Uh, wouldn't it be just like the devil to make sure we don't talk about it so you don't receive? Wouldn't it be, it sounds like him to me. And so when we're thinking about um, the path forward, we want to tell you, like, there's, there's no gimmicks. There's no, uh, no pay to play. There's no, God's not a cosmic sugar daddy. He's not just there to give you a bunch of stuff if you're around enough. That is not how it works. But we understand, too, that there's probably a lot of background we all come from. Um, that we've had to unlearn, and and we want to just tell you, especially for those that have been through Growth Track, you've seen the whole part of Growth Track where we talk about how the church handles finances, um, and God has been so good to the church um, this year and every year that we've seen the increase, even on the video. Uh, I know when the movie theater came up, some people started twitching when they saw the movie theater come up on the, the screen, and um, when a portable church has been in six venues in eight years, um, and none of them were our choice, you know, to, to get out of until, you know, we came to, to Um And God has seen, through, seen us through every single transition, every single setback, every single heartbreak. And we look here and we want to tell you that God, God knows your heart. And, and he knows uh, what you're thinking and what you're struggling with. And God's not mad at you. If, you if, if you're struggling with the concept of giving, God's not up there going, well, we'll wait and see. That's not how it works. But what we do here is we see that God's seen the, tr- seen the church through so much. There's been stability. There's been trust. Um, and there's been a rapport built. Psalm 126 talks about the sincerity of people's hearts. We want to tell you you can trust God and you can trust this house. He who goes out weeping, which in actual translation means with sincerity, he who goes out with such a deep sincerity that it can cause an emotional reaction is what that word means. He who goes out with sincerity of heart, bears the seed for sowing, and comes home with shouts of joy, bring in all of the harvest with him. That's how God works. So we know that principle leads to promise and habits lead to harvest and obedience leads to blessing. And God is up to something with that. And some of you have seen God come through in incredible ways. Even Brendan and Emily O'Leary's testimony from last Sunday. If you missed last Sunday, you've got to go back and listen to their story because it is a beautiful testimony of that uh, obedience. So what we wanted to do was share with you um, a few testimonies. And We've done that every, every week, right? Every single week except so when Pastor Jackie was here. We've, we've shared with you a testimony from you. Thank you for writing in your testimonies and allowing us uh, to share them. Um, I want to read this testimony um, from our very own Crystal. I don't know if she's in the room or if she's out there. There she is she, from, from Crystal. In Legacy 2021, our pastors taught about the biblical teachings and stories in the Bible surrounding generosity. I don't remember the exact words, just thinking, wow, Christians are really known for their level of generosity. Do people know I'm a Christian by how I give? I felt affirmed by God that I was a generous person, but when it came to money, I still operated out of fear. I grew up very tight-fisted because I watched my parents mismanage money, and I feared that if I shared what I have, I'd never have enough. On the other hand, my husband is wildly generous with money and otherwise. He explains it like this. If I was at dinner with a group of friends and I had $100 in my bank account and the bill was $98, i would pick up the tab. For the first part of our marriage, so Ethan's taking everyone to lunch is what I just heard. I heard. So Ethan's your guy. <laughs> <laughs> For the first part of our marriage, I thought that was ridiculous, and thank God you gave me to him so that I could help him grow out of his childish
0: ways.
1: (laughs) But actually, through the teachings and thinking about my husband that year, I became really sad, and I realized that it is a good thing to hold everything loosely, knowing that it all belongs to God. And it sounds so small, but I can tell you this was a marking moment for me as we sang, You are worthy of it all, for from you are all things, and to you are all things. I decided that I was going to stop letting fear control my level of generosity. We gave an amount to Legacy that year that scared me, but it felt so freeing. And though I have many stories of God financially blessing us, that wasn't the payout for me. For me, the payout was the peace God gave me to keep freely giving. Legacy has become one of my favorite seasons because it always challenges me and reminds me that I don't have to worry if God will take care of me, that I can give to what matters most and somehow still have more than enough. And now that I'm several several words in, I feel like I've described nothing monumental, but I'm already tearing up because that year, a true inward transformation happened in my heart. It's really hard to explain. All I've got to sum it up is this. Legacy in the Tiharina home is not a church series. It is our way of life. It has become who we are, not an event we simply partake in. I could confidently stand in front of anyone who feels afraid to give because they're barely paying their bills or struggling financially, who feels like they, they cannot give, and I say this, I dare you. I dare you to trust God and believe that God loves you enough to take care of you. So, jump in with the rest of us, crazy people, and see we aren't crazy at all because God will take care of you just like He did us. That I know for sure.
0: One of the things that has really been highlighted in this legacy series to us, it's something that we've known, but we're seeing it happen more and more in families and in individuals' lives, is that. The enemy is really okay with you changing your life. He's, I think he, he sees it as a hit to his loss of, of keeping you in bondage. And if you turn your life around, he's probably okay with that. What starts to rattle him is when the legacy from your life starts to go beyond yourself. Yep. And you start to make an impact to other people. And now you're starting to change lives. And the power of a seed that is sown in someone else's heart, in that seed, which is the word of God in their heart, how it multiplies in them. And then it multiplies and multiplies. That's what he doesn't like. And we see in scripture that that it is the seed that the enemy is after. And we see the parable of, of the, the enemy coming to snatch the seed. And, yes, there's a message there about the soil. Like, you've got to sow in good soil. That's why we took time even in this series to talk about the soil here that you're sowing into. But part of that story is also that the enemy is after the seed. Because there is infinite potential of reproducibility for the kingdom within a seed that is sown. And so we've seen people as they're saying, yes, I'm going to be a legacy-minded person. Yes, I'm going to let the Lord use me to impact and reach other people, to have a legacy mindset. The enemy comes at that, and he's trying to snatch our seed. And one of the things that is so powerful about today is that by our giving, by our generosity, by sowing, by planting, we're pushing back the enemy. We're pushing back darkness and saying, that's not going to happen here. We're taking a stand and making a decision that we will be legacy-minded people, that that, that the the enemy thought he had me, but Jesus said that I am his, that I belong to him, and we are we are participating in spiritual warfare even through our generosity. Amen. And our generosity, yes, we're talking today about financially giving, but it's a it's a lifestyle, which is what her story highlights is that it's a lifestyle of living open handed. It's the the french fries. If you were here second service with Pastor Jackie, you got some French fries. But just living open handed. Sorry first service,
1: people. No French fries for you.
0: But living open-handed, and I got to test that in y'all. Second service, I was like, I'm going to see just how open-handed y'all can be as I was snatching y'all's french fries. But But legacy-mindedness, when we make a choice to say I'm going to be a legacy-minded person who lives open-handed, who lives a life of generosity, it impacts and changes people's lives in profound ways. And so I want to connect this story that I'm about to share with you with Generosity, like we just read in, like we just heard in Crystal's story. So here's a testimony from Erin Loesch. You guys may know Erin. She serves on the Fit Team. She's also a part of our Awana team. Erin Loesch is in the house. I see. I see Rick over here. She said, I had to share how much this church has rescued my hope and brought me back from a very real brink. When Pastor Landon said that the church was there to help us not lose hope, I felt it so deeply. I know many felt this way, but God was speaking directly to me in the very depths of my soul. Summarized background I grew up in the Southern Baptist Church and went to the front during benediction when I was eight with a judge attorney for a father. And with my mother there as well. They divorced when I was 10, just after my mama and Hero passed away. We were broke as dirt, and I lost contact with all my sisters except one for extended periods of time. It took me over 20 years to realize I had become that rebellious teen in all of the Hallmark Lifetime movies. Smart as a whole, but angry and in rebellion. I got resaved when I was 18 at the Air Force Academy, and I truly believed both were real, but I could not find my way back to the shore after feeling like I'd been fighting the tides and waves for my entire young life. Then in 2012, I spiraled from the consequences of my rebellious young life and started a series of over 10 years of crushing storms. Macy had serious health issues while Rick was deployed, and we weren't sure she would survive birth. Then we had a miscarriage after her. My dad cut me off in a very aggressive and hurtful fashion. We had to short sale a house and lost $75,000 because of the market crash and a move, pregnancy and delivery struggles. We lost a foster child and many moves, many, many deployments. Our finances took literally 11 years to get tolerable, and I almost died from Dean's birth, and he was a hard-fought battle whether we would try to have him. I sank into a very, very dark depression, suicidal thoughts. I felt worthless and completely cut off. I kept telling Rick I could not find my way out. Like I was locked inside a dark room in a dark cave, and I could not find joy in God anymore. Like he had left me, and I wanted back there so desperately. Then our former church had a nasty split, and we had a youth children's ministry director attack our son, and I lost complete hope and faith in the church. And to be honest, I was so angry with God after that, I had no foundation, and the church I had lived my entire life failed me. A friend told me in the middle of this season, about October 2017, that God told her to tell me, don't lose hope. I thought that was about Dean, our son, but when we finally found TPC after more than a year of trying to break into our previous church's country club mentality, I was absolutely crushed. Through the mini-sermon series and prayer and complete breaking of the heart and walls I'd built, this church showed me that God is my foundation and that I am enough to serve, but it's through him. He gave me a purpose in serving through the FIT team. The first impressions team and finding those who, like me, had no hope and no home. Yep. I won't say finances have completely been resolved. This is a recession, after all. But we found some solutions after a year of spirit-crushing, hyperventilating fear. Rick started tithing twenty dollars a week. I know it's basically nothing, but it was a true fear that would stretch. Us. It was a fear that it would stretch us too far. A month later, we received a check with the exact amount to send our kids to camp the next summer and tithe 10%, the exact amount we needed to order those Think 3 t-shirts. As Emily said, but God. You don't always see just how much you guys reach people as they come in. It's a handshake. It's a hug. It's a phone note for names. It's a walk to the children's ministry. But for those of us who weren't sure we even wanted a church, who felt like our children weren't welcome in the church, who felt like all hope was gone, it means the world. So thank you for caring. Thank you for reaching out. Thank you for encouraging people to serve. Somehow God filled my cup and my serving from it. What a God. Through the First Impressions team and the Mind Monster series, I went from no purpose to feeling like there is purpose in my being here. Praise God, he chose He chose to allow me to have hope again and to find a church family and a safe place to be with those serving with that TPC.
1: Amen. Thank you, Aaron. And today is... Our legacy offering, we have done this for eight years. The church is, turns nine next year, so we have done this for eight years in a row, and every year it's gotten uh, more clarified and, and more directed, uh, and this year it's very clear um, that we are going to give a legacy offering that will plant a seed, that will grow into a tree that shades a generation that provides nourishment, that provides safety, that provides healing, that provides care. And what we know is that God has 100% of the time come through and met people where they are. And we know, we know what it feels like to, we're like, I don't know if this is going to work. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to pull this off. Um, it's, it's a scary place to be we've we've been there when we launched the church we we were there it was it was a very probably the the deepest time where we've like god you're going to there's no plan b you're going to have to we believe we heard you and we're just trusting you so we want to lead you in this time of of giving to the lord and it's our opportunity our collective opportunity together to do this and god's going to not only bless your life, he's going to accelerate the vision that he's called you to. That it is just an incredible God thing that he would get a bunch of people together in an elementary school cafeteria to do something in the city. So we're asking God to move through our lives. We're asking God to use us. We're asking God to deepen our spirituality. We're asking God to to deepen our unity together. And every single one of us will see God move in our hearts in our homes, in our health, and we've read in our finances, in our mindsets, God is going to move. So how this is going to work, the band is going to sing a song, and while they're singing that song, you can fill this card out, and you're going to bring it down here to one of these three baskets at the altar. And We encourage you, come down with your family, if they're in the room with you, come down, and when you when you put it in the basket, you p- just pray a little 10-second faith prayer of, God, th- this is yours. I'm only alive because of you and for you. Just the mindset of that giving. And you'll put it in the basket. And if you are giving by cash or check and your actual offering is coming up here, use that envelope um, in addition to the card. This is a faith card. This is not for record keeping. We didn't have these printed so we could keep records. You guys know I hate paperwork. That's not what these are for. These are for you to write something down with your hand to tell God this is for you, because of you, and only for you. And So even if you gave digitally or you're giving through text to give, this is your time. So they're going to put on the screen the slide that shows you how uh, you are to give today in the in the ways that are available to you, and that's going to be up there for you while the band's singing that song um, so you you'll have the QR code up there while they're singing and so you're able to uh, to have what you need while you're in your seat um, but God is going to show up and show off and show out and uh, he, he's he's up to something in fact um, we we do know that even at the end at the end of second service and, and you'll be able to see it online and all of that. But at the end of this service, we're going to tell everybody what the tally is so far, correct? We're
0: going to try our we're best. We're going to try our best. We've never see done fat, this before. We've never
1: done that before. Um, so we'll see how fast the counters count. Um, uh, and then after second service, we'll tell you what the total is for the day. Um, and The link
0: will be left open. The
1: link will be left open. For um, a few days. For, for probably through Thanksgiving, just so yeah. everybody can make sure they have it. Um, Open and available. We usually leave it open for about a week afterwards. Um, But either way, we're going to make sure your gift to the Lord gets marked for what you're giving it to. And our children have been participating with this. You showed them the little pumpkin flower, whatever that was, little pumpkin seed.
0: Yeah. It's been on our
1: windowsill for a few weeks.
0: Every, we got Killian's, by the way, that's Killian's plant we Got home with Killian's not my child, so we got Killian's. Killian, that's, that's a really
1: great pumpkin. Kiddo. Yeah, that's, that's a your kids' pumpkin seed's been on my windowsill. Every like week, the
0: kids have brought in a little seed bag, and in the seed bag, they've been bringing change and coins. Um, the toddlers, the preschoolers, the elementary kids, every week they've been bringing seed and they've been learning about generosity, learning about sowing, learning about giving. How many of you wish you had learned this principle and value when you were a kid, right? So we're so excited that our kids have been a part of this along with us and they're gonna, they're gonna lead the way and what's gonna happen is our kids are gonna come in, they're gonna come down this middle aisle and they're gonna leave their offering in these baskets and as they do that, we're gonna stand to our feet and we're just gonna cheer them on.
1: I see them, right. There. They're, they're locked and loaded like a bucking bull in a bucket chute. Like they're, they're, they're ready to go. So church, would you stand to your feet and let's, let's honor the kids as they come and give their offering.
0: Church, they're still coming, still coming. Here they come, here they come. We got our littles.
1: Here oh, they there's the little bitty ones. Well, y'all give it a one last time for the kiddos. Great job.
0: All right, church, are you ready to do our part? Y'all ready? Let's go into this with big faith. I'm going to pray us in. The band's going to lead us, and then, and then you are free to respond. God, we thank you that we are part of not just our natural legacy that we know, but God, we've been grafted into thousands and thousands and thousands of years of, of, of spiritual faith, of legacy. God, thank you for every person who's gone before us. Thank you for every seed that was sown, that was a stepping block of faith for us to know you, to love you, to follow you, to walk in the purpose and the plans that you have for us. God, we're humbled by the generosity of people who went before us. And God, as somebody else went and paid the way for us, who made a way, who served us and taught our Sunday school classes and showed us our, our, our love for the gift of music and instilled into us a passion for your word. God, we pray an anointing, a multiplication of of anointing over this offering today. God, that every sower is blessed beyond measure God that that we experience the flourishing that comes only from you God that there's a flourishing that's going to happen that that the floodgates of heaven are open God that things that were difficult before they now become easy that your grace is on us as we put you first God we're saying you are most important that you have my life that you have my heart that you have my future God we're declaring today that we our legacy minded people what the enemy thought he had taken us out we are drawing a line in the sand with our giving and we are saying no to a, a lineage of alcoholism we are saying no to a history of sin and bondage we are saying yes to the kingdom we are saying yes to the ways of jesus we are saying yes to the future of the purpose church and god whatever you're going to do in this church and through this church god would you do it through me god would you do it through each one of us Lord, would you bless the sowers as they give today in the seed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to The Purpose Church Podcast. If God used this message to impact your life, tell us your story by emailing mystory at thepurposechurch.com. Be sure to follow us on social media and check out our website at thepurposechurch.com to get connected and receive all the latest information.